0: Welcome to the Women of the West podcast, exploring the trials and bliss of women blazing trails for themselves through the Western way of life. Episode five, I was able to talk with Michaela Jones and Victoria Jackson about Native art. Michaela is a Shoshone Paiute artist who captivates with her gorgeous and vibrant paintings, and you may be more familiar with her art than you think, as she's pretty feedstar famous. Her art decorates many Leaning Tree cards. Victoria is the gal behind V-Hanging Heart Media. She claims to not be an artist, but her beautiful, authentic images of the Western lifestyle tell me different. And she also teaches and promotes Paiute Shoshone language through books and media for children. I'm so grateful I got to have a chat with these ladies. I felt pretty ignorant coming into this conversation, but they answered all my slightly stupid questions with grace and really made me think about how I approach supporting Native artists and recognizing them for their beautiful talents. Thank you all for listening. You both are artists, but you do very different types of art, Um, and you both are part of different tribes. Am I correct? Am I wrong? I don't know. Um, Technically, well, we're,
1: we're enrolled in different places. Yeah, but we're the mm-hmm. same tribe. We're Shoshone and Paiute. Yeah. Are you something else? Okay. I'm Paiute Shoshone. Paiute, so Shoshone, it's just. Okay. Yeah, it's so, just flipped yeah. around. Flip We both have great. Okay. Flip-flops. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I got the Paiute cheeks. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> <sighs> <sighs> um, and I had to laugh when. Victoria was talking about, you know, oh, I have this friend named Michaela and I was like, huh, I want, you know, I looked up your art and I was just super familiar with it because I'm, you know, I've seen it on lean entry cards everywhere. You know, I I hadn't heard your name, but I was super familiar with it. That was pretty cool to find out, you know, the face, the face behind the art. Oh, that's very cool. Yeah, my kids call me gas
1: station famous
0: because everywhere we go now when we travel,
1: they're like, Oh look, mom, it's your cards or it's your magnets. <laughs> um, really uh, I think you're kind of fun. <laughs>
2: you're feed store famous because you're like in all the feed oh, stores great. around the country.
1: <laughs> I think that one's yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I do appreciate all the gas
0: stations <laughs> as well. <laughs> feed store mm-hmm. famous, I like that. <laughs>
2: Well, yes. that was the first one I was at the B up in Twin Falls and I saw your art up there. I'm oh, like, really? when did Michaela get a Leaning Tree? And yes. I was like, we have to buy this. Aww, so we bought it. Awesome. That was the first
0: time I saw it. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. <laughs> so what we kind of wanted to talk about today is supporting artists. And, you know, my first question is, what do you guys like to be called? You know, and. I realize I'm going to make a real ass of myself today because I'm so uneducated, but I think this is a great way to do this and share it with other people. So they don't have, you know, like I am trying to come to this with like an open heart and not be offensive, but I'm really curious, you know, how do I approach supporting like native artists or, um, you know, like Michaela, your website says contemporary American Indian artists. Is that like the term that should be used? What's the term that we should use?
1: Um, You know what? I'm one of those people that I kind of refer to myself sometimes as a native artist, sometimes American Indian. Sometimes I say Shoshone, uh, Nua. Um, I say indigenous. So I'm not one of those people that kind of, has a certain term for myself. Um I'm also gask. So, <laughs> <Spanish> <laughs> as well, so, um what about you, Victoria? What do you, how do you feel know. about that?
2: I think it's kind of a little different because back here in the, in the West, mm-hmm. we're a little more liberal with our term terminology. Mm-hmm. So that makes the big difference on it because like mm-hmm. a lot, there are those different terms. Like me, I don't consider myself an artist at all. So, <laughs> <laughs> So, um, but I I do, when I'm referring to them, like when I write articles about Mm -hmm. Michaela, I do say Native American artist. Right. Or depending on what I'm looking at while I'm interviewing her, I might say in, um, American Indian artist or, um, depending on what, like Santa Fe calls you. Yeah. You know, and it depends on whatever show you're at. Right. That I call it you. Yeah. Yeah. But I know we have, we were just talking about that Mm -hmm. and there are the contemporary artists plus the traditional artisans is what Mm -hmm. they're called.
1: Right. my artisan, before. <laughs> uh, American Indian artisan. I, I just, um, but then this is just our viewpoint. Mm-hmm. Other, other, um, other artists might feel differently
2: on what they like to be called. But you also do art of Native Americans or American Indian,
1: right? Also that. <laughs> yeah, we have to. I feel like we're not really clearing anything up for you. Yeah, because
2: we had that discussion a uh-huh. few weeks ago about yeah. it, and you know, Michaela does art like with teepees. I'm looking at one of them mm-hmm. right now with a buffalo on the teepee. Mm-hmm. So it is more um, geared toward art about Native Americans or American Indians or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's one of the hardest parts is defining what it is. And I guess each artisan considers themselves something different. Or they, I guess it's a label more or less,
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know,
2: kind of a negative way to put it. But I mean, yeah. it, you know, it depends on what they call themselves. Right. Yeah. And um, any
1: artist is different. Each, yeah. um,
2: there's not really an offensive way to put it, more or less, though. So. I mean, if that helps, more or less, as long as it's within the bounds of their work.
1: Right. And it, you can never go wrong either with just going off of your specific, their specific tribe. So if it's mm-hmm. a Diné artist, um, or a Shoshone or a Paiute or, you know, there's a, so many different tribes, just going, finding out what their particular tribe is and then referring to them by that. I mean that's if you want to fall back on that, then that's well, something. for instance yeah. on my website,
2: I have mm-hmm. each person in the back of my books listed on what tribe they're from. Right, exactly. You know, so like Shakia Jim, for instance, mm-hmm. I can I always call her Western Shoshone artist. Right. Not um enrolled in mm-hmm. the Smoke Tribe of
1: Right. Um Leaning Tree has me listed as Tosawiki Shoshone. Mm-hmm. So um I'm I grew up on the Duck Valley uh, in a and with that I was enrolled there and then when my parents moved us to Elko I they switched enrollment to Choke so I'm st- still white knife to Swahili Shoshone but <laughs> you know it's just a different enrollment mm-hmm.
2: yeah and I'm actually enrolled in Fort McDermott and right, the Paiute okay. Shoshone tribe right, so it's an op-
1: yeah, op- yeah
2: op- and then but my dad is here and he's a Elko mm-hmm. band member right. of the <laughs> tribe of Western <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: So yeah, I guess um, we're saying for the most part, I think you're free to call. I, in fact, I will switch back and forth. Sometimes I'm, I'm like a Native American artist. I have a hat that says Native Pride.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, it also depends on what shows you go to, mm-hmm. too, because they refer like that. East, yeah. they might say American Indian, and it depends right. on where you're at. Right. So technically, it's what you dress you address yourself
1: as. And I know other artists that are very like adamant about being called indigenous. Like that's another like indigenous and. But I, particularly my own personal, I'm okay with um, several other terms.
0: Are you confused? (laughs) (laughs) Can we just talk in circles? (laughs) No, I love it. And I think, you know, people are embarrassed to ask that question. Uh, An artist is never going to disdain you for asking, you know, how would you like to be referred to? That's probably the best question you can ask somebody.
2: (laughs) Or else they'll correct you automatically.
0: Right. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, no, I think that, I think that answers it. That's kind of good to know. There's not a, an offensive way that you can think of to approach it. Yeah. So, but you know, I, I always, I've not really thought of that. Like asking an artist, you know, what, Mm -hmm. what tribe are you from? What, you know, like what, that kind of side of it, not just saying, oh, native artist or American Indian artist. I think that that's
1: definitely when you meet a native artist, whether they're a for a writer, uh, whatever, um, asking that question, just start start the conversation yeah. is a great. Well, when I did the Native
2: Trade Show this yes. year in my tip sheet, uh-huh. I even explained to them, hey, if they're sitting there and you oh. need to visit them, yeah. explain where you're from. Mm-hmm. Say where your tribe's from, because mm-hmm. we had people not just from the Great Basin, but from all right. over several different states. Mm-hmm. And I said, that was one of the things is address yourself as where yeah. you're from. You know, tell a story, tell mm-hmm. us how you... Came to be that way. There's no questions. There's no lingering, yeah. and it's no intimidation because like if you're that. coming out right. and visiting, then at least they're, the customers themselves are feeling more welcome. Yeah.
0: Well, and people like to know. I think people are interested. They just don't know how to like bring up that interest without feeling, you know, awkward about it or you know, mm-hmm. like nosy about it.
1: Yeah, um, I had checked my Instagram, and I'm listed as artist. Shoshone Paiute painter. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> you got me beat. Mine says media.
2: That's all it says. <laughs> media, media on one of them. <laughs> but I know my book. I like to label it on there. That way people know, mm-hmm. you know, and all of my books are, you know, even Shakia. Yeah, yeah. And I'll at least put a little background on it so we have a clue.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. And both of us. I actually stole that one off of the website, what I wrote up previously. But yeah. Mm-hmm. It depends.
0: Mm-hmm. And Victoria, you just had a new children's book come out, correct? Yeah. It's
1: amazing. <laughs> I love it. It's the first time yep. seen it. <laughs> yeah, it's
2: I just can't really like, cool. read
1: it. Yeah,
2: it's beautiful. Um, I developed the concept. Um based on the Shoshone language, technically. And I don't know if I should talk about this, but I had a big boo-boo that I just realized happened today. <laughs> and I actually put on the grandma's introduction, maternal grandma as the Hutsi, as opposed to paternal grandma. And I didn't realize that. But Yeah, this is the exclusive 25 copies of the first book. Yeah, but Shakia Jim actually did all of the beautiful artwork. And uh, she's another form of contemporary art. And she does um, acrylic Painting. And, um, I developed the concept. I wrote, I wrote the book itself, and I had to talk to my dad, who is an fluent Shoshone speaker, to make sure that the words that I wrote in English matched as close as possible to the words mm-hmm. in, um, Shoshone. So it was pretty much our interpretation of what it was supposed to sound like. So, um, she, I gave her the listing of the book and kind of laid it out for her on what I wanted, and she went, and painted it all based on her son, which is really cool because I I just had to do a few suggestions here and there to figure out, you know, what direction I wanted the book to head. But it's absolutely outstanding. Everybody's been enjoying it so far. And it comes um on the side. It has a digital download of the Shoshone of the book being read in Shoshone by my dad. Um, so that's the entire book and it's got the English writing on, um, the back of it on the pages. So it flips like a book. So it's just like actually reading or watching the book getting read to you. And I actually also did a version in Paiute because that's my other language. So
0: that's about all I have on that. <laughs> that's so, that's very cool. That will be enjoyed by so many people, I'm sure.
2: Yeah, I think it's fun. I think my main concept was to actually teach full phrases of the language. So they're very short, uh, short phrases for the kids, mainly the kids, but adults can go for it too. <laughs> but like it says, let me, let me fix this, but every morning my paternal grandma, Hootsie wakes me up. And then the next page is every morning my Hootsie says, wash your face. And it just goes through a list of daily things. And uh, when read through Shoshone, it's got the full phrase without the English words in it, which I think is really cool because it's teaching us. Like our verbs and our nouns mm-hmm. and the actions that happen throughout the day and who our grandma is, so that was one of my main concepts was to actually teach full cool phrases as opposed to just our individual family members without the action
0: mm-hmm. so, yeah, that's awesome, and that's one of the you know I've had a little bit more like eye opening experiences when it comes to learning about native culture in college, but that was some of my only you know, like interactions with like tribe members was like, I remember people from the Klamath tribe used to come read us like their stories and books here when I I grew up in Western Oregon, you know, but that's kind of, you know, even here where Oregon's a pretty like cultural diverse place and schools try to welcome in, you know, native storytellers and stuff like that. That's still such a limited experience with, such a vast culture, you know? And so I think that leaves a lot of room for these questions and, you know, how do we handle this? And what do we call you as artists and this kind of thing,
2: you know? Yeah. And actually my experience with this stem back, um, when I was in preschool, I didn't speak much cause I didn't like the other kids. So I didn't talk. <laughs> and my first language was Cayute, and my second language was Shoshone and my third was English, but I was proficient in all three and my preschool teacher at the time thought that my not talking to everybody was due to my language, um, you know, that I spoke wow. three languages. So she asked my parents to stop speaking Shoshone and Paiute at home. Oh, so wow. that's where I lost a lot of my language. And I'm trying to slowly pick back up. And um, I go back and remember how I originally was taught the language, which is full phrases and commands. Mm-hmm. And my parents just telling me to go get them coffee in right. either Paiute or Shoshone and you know, getting yelled at in Shoshone right, or getting right. yelled at in Paiute, you know, whatever it is, <laughs> you know, that makes a huge difference there because at least um they get the full feel of what it's like to be talking in Shoshone or in Paiute. And my uncle Rick is really fluent in Paiute, like old school Paiute, which oh, is wow. uh-huh. his variation of the book is just beautiful. I think. Wow. Yeah. And my grandma's fluent and there's so many mm-hmm. elders on that reservation that are mm-hmm. fluent in here. I'm lucky to have my dad because we don't have as many. No. Cause I think Vern read this earlier and he knew mm-hmm. it was an Indian book and he said things I do every day in Shoshone oh, cool. really quick, just right off the top of his head. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, he's got such a cool voice too. Yeah. So that's been one of my struggles is finding somebody to actually read these words, right. you know, and not to put it into the English, um, order, each mm-hmm. word in the English order. Cause we fought right. with dad about yeah. that too. Yeah. Yeah, so we had to just I literally had to take the piece of paper away from him and say, <laughs> "Okay, how do you say um my grandma says wash your face every morning?" And then he'd have to think about it and, you know, do it in the correct form of our language.
1: Yeah. Wow. I love it because, you know, when growing up in Hawaii, um we there was no Shoshone in school. There was no there were no books for us growing up. And so I now they've changed that. Now they've got some classes I to high school. And then even here I know at the preschool they my um, nephew learned some songs in Shoshone. Um, and so it's great that you, that this book, I think it's going to really influence a lot of kids And, and even, like you said, adults, us. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to figure out how to read it. Yeah. I was reading through the Paiute or
2: listening to the Paiute version the other night when I was trying to re-edit it for upload and I was repeating it and mom's like, wow, you're catching on. And I'm oh, like, nice. yeah, I, I <laughs> speak Paiute better than I speak Shoshone. I used to
1: speak it. <laughs> yeah. I,
0: it comes back every now and Aww. then. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> And that's such a cool project. I'm really excited to see how that, how far yeah. that goes. That'll be really I cool to have see.
1: three
2: books written up already.
1: Wow. And okay. I
2: have the second one and I have the art to the second one. It's just, I hadn't actually necessarily taken it to the printing place, which this one I finally decided to. Yeah. Um, we were talking about starting a native publishing house is what mm-hmm. happened. And uh, I told, and my advisor From college um, before I graduated, he's like, Well, even, you know, you could expand into children's books. And I thought, and I'm like, I already did this digital thing, dummy. I have a children's book in my lap. Why don't I (laughs) just get it Uh printed? I might get a little attention. And Shaquille, when I told her about that, because I'm like, I'm so dumb. That's all I said all afternoon. And she's like, Well, I thought that's what you were going to do in the first place. I'm like, No, I rolled right over that part and went straight (laughs) to the digital because it's more. It's easier accessible on yeah, a parent's phone, right? Is that's why I thought digital. But apparently, I'm getting a lot more attention from the physical book with mm-hmm. the add-on of either Paiute or Shoshone digital attachment. Yeah. Awesome. yeah. So it's more or less marketing. And that's one of the hardest parts about Native artists, too, is mm-hmm. marketing ourselves and self-promotion.
1: I hate self-promotion and marketing. <laughs> <laughs> I so difficult to do that. Mm-hmm. I think that's the hardest part.
2: See, this book to me is a lot easier because I have Shakia's name on it and I can can... push her art.
1: Absolutely.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And not necessarily my words, but her art, you know, even though I did the design and everything, I can say, oh, look at what Shakia did. And I feel like I can push it a lot harder that way. But in my previous book, the photography book, I'm like, oh, I stopped marketing. And why? Because I quit promoting myself and I didn't want to anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Even though I know I can probably get it further out, I just don't do self-promotion. And it's nice when Michaela does something and I get to write articles on her because
1: I (laughs) am I'm like here right. maybe I should start art writing articles on you. Right? <laughs> we'll just trade. Yeah. Well there's your answer. That's how
2: we promote each other as artists.
1: Yes. We
2: just and social media we share each other's stuff, mm-hmm. you know, and we talk to people about, you know, different things. It's like when you approached us, I was like, oh well I know an artist that lives down the street that you might want to talk to about this. <laughs>
1: And had it just been me, I would have said Victoria or somebody else. Yeah, we have artists, that's for sure. Definitely. <laughs> we all spotlight on you yeah uncomfortable (laughs) and i really
2: do think that's one of the hardest things about being a native artist or you know any of that is the Mm self-promotion and you know we don't go through like well you have leaning trees so they promote you which is good right yeah and they they put it out there you know but smaller artists we Mm -hmm. i have a website and i like post things every now and then but i feel like it's like way too much attention toward me Mm -hmm. but when i have let's say james shoshone's artwork on my website yeah i'm like Mm -hmm. hey guys you would. See the new thing James has on here. Right. Go to the website, buy his stuff. And uh-huh. even if it is my website, yeah. I still feel more comfortable talking about him and, you know, mm-hmm. his amazing work. And yeah. I wrote an article on him, too. And I like standing there for the pictures and everybody's like, oh, wow, that was great. I'm like, he's great, isn't he? Yeah. And I was like, no, your writing's great. I'm like, no, let's not talk about me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that's been such a struggle for me on this podcast. Like the salt of the earth women who are just doing the coolest stuff they they're it's not that they're embarrassed to talk about it they're like bashful about it you know i've been like prying women out of the cracks like no you're you're doing some cool stuff <laughs> talk to me about it you know but it's so weird to have that spotlight on you intentionally you know mm-hmm.
1: yeah and i mean i've been doing this for close to 20 years now and it it's gotten a little bit easier but i still super uncomfortable and i was just reading through your questions. your you know, and I'm just thinking, like, what do I really think about these things? Mm-hmm. <laughs> By now, you think I would really know. <laughs> uh, no, don't, don't really know still. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that's okay. I don't think any of us have it all figured out. <laughs> you know, I kind of heard you guys when you, I could hear you, you couldn't hear me earlier saying, you know, I don't know what I think about how I want women to support me. <laughs> Did you ever figure (laughs) out an answer for that? Because I was like, that's something I see as a huge issue is like people in the Western lifestyle kind of like appropriating Native culture through patterns or beadwork or, uh, you know, I... I don't know. I've been weighing, this has been like weighing on my mind a lot recently as I'm thinking about like things I buy for my life just in general. I'm like, why am I not buying American made goods or making it more of a priority to spend my money in people that I see value in? You know, like, why am I not like prioritizing buying my hat bands from native beaters or making sure my denim comes from, you know, somewhere in the U S? Like, why do I not take the time to do that? Um, like, that's kind of something I've been thinking about. But, you know, how do people support Native artists without appropriating them? Especially in, like, I see it mostly in the fashion industry, but I know it's not, uh, you know, it's not singularly just that industry. It's all, all venues of art.
2: Well, a lot of it is, uh, like, how I see it you support other artists and let's say native artists, for instance, mm-hmm. like the beaters, um, when you buy some of their products and you wear it, Absolutely. you know, and mm-hmm. then you're promoting them. Cause generally what four out of your 10 friends are going to say, Hey, where'd you get that? And you give them their name, you know, mm-hmm. as for mm-hmm. bigger things, um, you see, like, I always think of the Concho style belt, you know, mm-hmm. in the Southwest that I see right. in several of the magazines. And it's like, um, you know, that's not a native made product. No, but it's inspired from the native culture down mm-hmm. there. And my only thought on that is, you know, yeah, it's less expensive, but why don't you go down and get something handcrafted as opposed to something right. made by a machine?
1: Yeah, I agree. And, and I think that that really honors the artisans and, and the native, um, whether it's beadwork or my art, for instance, that's a way to support us is by, even if it's just a magnet for me or a card, or even just promoting it through social media, supporting other native artists through social media, sharing their work. If I get an awesome pair of um, earrings made from Michaela Patton, I, I take a picture and I post it and I tag her and I'm, you know, I try to support artists in that way. And, you know, there are a lot of really amazing um, native fashion designers. Now I've, I've gotten some of Bethany Yellowtail's pieces and, um, and so I think, like you said, just being aware of it and it's not appropriating, it's supporting them when you rock their work. So, mm-hmm. I mean, right. that's how
2: I get the majority of mm-hmm. my beadwork. work. Like when I get yeah. orders and stuff yeah. for hat bands and such, yeah. um, they've seen it somewhere else mm-hmm. or on social media or yeah. like uh, one of the guys was wearing it and I got an order for three of them yeah. after because they're like, Oh, who made that? And I right. made, I made this hat band like. Probably 10 years ago, you know, but he was wearing it at the rodeo. And they're like, oh, who did that? And so there I go with orders as if I have time. But, you know, but I mean, it's good because you get referrals off of that. and Really, a lot of our trades are um, word of mouth, Mm -hmm. really, you know, and visiting people like Michaela does several shows like during Cowboy Poetry, Yeah. You know, and people see her and they make a point to find out where she's at to go see her um like your your deal i put on um your presentation yes at our show yeah she came up for that and she had like 26 people i think in the room oh that was fun yeah and then just scary scary, but yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah just to watch her and i was like when i asked her i asked her a couple months before i'm like hey can you come up to our trade show that we're doing because we have two native shows Mm -hmm. at the same time in Elko during cowboy poetry and ours was brand new this year so um, I asked Michaela if she could come up and demonstrate some of her work. So she painted a beautiful, and it was a buffalo.
1: I didn't make much progress, but I painted a little bit. But th- that's a way that we can support each other. Mm-hmm. And we're all... I think that that's important. Yeah. Um, and
2: people made a point to go up because mm-hmm. we had her listed at a certain time on the mm-hmm. program and on the schedule. And they made a point to be up there at that time, oh. even to watch you make those two strokes, right. you know, and talk about it. And they're always just like, oh, she's here. That's all oh, that matters. They don't realize she's here in Elko at this house.
1: Right. You know, or your studios
2: right here. They don't <laughs> no, no, know no, that. Here.
1: Yeah, they don't. <laughs> and <they're never>. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, and... Also, um, I got a really awesome hat from Anthony Tom's daughter that was all beaded. Did you see that hat that I got? I mean, and, and so immediately when I see other artists that are maybe up and coming or somebody new that I haven't seen, I try to make it a point to go purchase something of theirs and then wear it at my shows yeah. and try to get them work also. Yeah. And it, it's just kind of like a, a way that we definitely support each other. Yeah,
2: that's true. So. Yeah, I do that with beadwork sometimes. Mm -hmm. I'm not, I don't wear much beadwork, I know. (laughs) My silver that I wear every day is Leon Gage, Uh, but I'm just walking billboard and it happens. Yeah, you
1: you are. (laughs) 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 Yeah,
2: and like, um, Shakia and her fiance, they did, uh, computer bag for me that i had custom made that's this one mm-hmm. that you can look at well we're oh, standing here nice. yeah and oh, they beautiful. handmade it before <laughs> yeah i kind of flopped it separately but i know people i wear it everywhere mm-hmm. you know i use it everywhere so when people ask yeah i'm like oh dylan is it here's mm-hmm. their number you know so they, they take custom orders yeah. my dad he takes custom orders mm-hmm. i pop it everywhere if i use any of his leather products i'm like oh i tagged dad in it mm-hmm. or really any of my makers it's just pretty much the same as the western world you know if you get a custom saddle let's say, Okay. I'm going to go on for a minute. I have a custom <laughs> saddle from Spider Teller. I get my ropes from um Michelle, Michelle's, well, the latent. Yeah, Michelle, Michelle. And I get, let's say my reins were made by, oh, I can't say his name. You don't
1: remember it. I know.
2: <laughs> yeah. And then, like, I I just, everybody, I have a different maker for everything, you know, and I make a point when I take a picture of my horse or my cat or if I add something new. Yeah. I make a point to tag them all in all of them. You know, Gloria um, Keys. Yeah, Gloria Keys does my McCarty's, you yeah. know, and so does, oh, geez, you're going to have fun editing this one. <laughs>
1: um,
2: <laughs> and so does, I have a Bozell and a McCarty from... Oh gosh, Tony's husband. What is his name? Um uh, Bruno. I don't know why I can't remember his name at this moment. Larry Shooty. There okay. we go.
0: Yeah. Okay, so this I sounds like a that. Trinity Seely song, The Low Maintenance Girl. I'm Do you know saying, what I'm yeah. talking about? I don't think I've through... ever
2: heard that one.
0: Oh my god, go listen to it because she talks about uh Larry Shooty <laughs> Bozal, but she goes through all of her all of her tack that she uses in her song. It's pretty good. Okay, <laughs> right. and that's what I'm
2: down with. Yeah, it's the same as native art because like, well, when I got that Bozell from Larry, I no, not know when I got that McCarty from Larry, he gave it to me, happened to be on my birthday last year. I said, I can finally put something on your Bozell. And then he goes, well, why haven't you before? Why haven't you been using it? I'm like, cause I had a Gloria keys, not a Larry shooty to put on a Larry shooty Bozell. You just don't mix them. And he just looks at me and he's like, yeah. <laughs> you know, it just, it is you know? It's kind yeah. of the same thing with the native stuff. I mean, really it is you, you can mix and match certain things, and yeah, um, it's absolutely. all about promotion because when I go somewhere, I want to show off whoever I'm wearing, you know, and I let people know, or if it looks really exquisite, people will ask, mm-hmm. and that is a lot of it, you know, and Michaela, yeah. I mean, when she's all over the country. She wears something different all the time, and yeah. you look at it, and somebody always asks, so I go scrolling yeah. down her timeline right. or whatever, I'm like, who made that? <laughs> and it's about guarantee that somebody already asked, asked that question. I mean, and we have trade shows for a reason, you know, because one of your concerns, I think, originally was, well, I have a pair of beaded earrings, you know, but I don't know if I should wear it. Well, of course you should.
1: Yes, you know? absolutely.
2: You know, it's a you bought it and we have shows, you know, we mm-hmm. have shows for a reason where we sell our art, you know, and we sell our crafts and we sell whatever we have made and we have designed. And if we're selling it to you, we expect you to use it.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. And we appreciate so much when people do. Um where I guess you don't really wear it. Well, you know, I have, um, when I was a poster artist for Indian market, I've got my t-shirts and my, I'm like, Hey, somebody's wearing my t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate it. And your cups, we bought out the smoke oh, yeah, shop. We right? bought out the smoke shop during Christmas
2: <laughs> Thank for you gifts. For that. <laughs> yeah. She had cups and, um, we are like, Oh look, Michaela's cups are here. So we bought the entire smoke shop out of cups Sweet. and we gave them out as gifts. <laughs> Wow. and down in Arizona um I have cousins down that's there awesome. and then I think one went to California and awesome. we spread it out as far as possible because we're like yeah. people who you we're Indians we use yes, coffee yes, cups yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> things that are like purpose of yes. coffee
0: <laughs> yeah and I think that's a good way to put it like things are for sale for a reason because they want to be bought and want to be worn and want to be displayed so that's a good way to think about it Absolutely. Is there anything else you guys want to touch on? I think mainly I,
2: we were just talking about what we kind of covered and I think the only thing I was, um, concerned about was when you were talking about like misappropriation and stuff was mm-hmm. that it comes, <clears throat> my voice is now officially shot. I laughed too hard. Um, <laughs> I, was, I was bringing up on my phone the Indian Arts and Crafts Act of 1990, which of course has to do with misrepresentation of the makers of Indian products, you know, beadwork and such, you know, so that was one of the only concerns I had was if it's not native, don't say it is. Yeah. Not native.
1: Native.
0: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Do you feel like that's a really prevalent, I mean, it is a prevalent issue, but do you guys see that in your own lives as you're, you know, appreciating people's work and seeing different work and being like, is that really native, you know, native made I travel? We do. Uh We look at it a lot.
1: Yeah, I see it a lot too, especially in Santa Fe. I know there's a lot of, a lot of fake, mm-hmm. fake stuff out there. Um, not so much for me, although I have found, um, uh, like a printer selling prints of mine on eBay that were like totally bootleg. But I'm like, wait, are they printing them in their garage? So, I mean, I've come across a few things like that, but it's different, I think, for, um, jewelers and, um, even beadwork. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So, I mean, I know the best way to make sure it's Native made is to buy it from the oh, wow. artist themselves. Mm-hmm. But yeah.
2: is in the it- silver, they have a thing where they want it stamped in there that is mm-hmm. Native American made. Right. You know, so it has like some manufacturer, not manufacturers, but some places require they have that stamp or they have that authentic, um, can't even say the word, um, that it's authentic, but they have to know it when it happens mm-hmm. or when mm-hmm. they buy it. Um, but I guess that that is really like my stuff. I don't have that much of a problem with because all of my stuff's marked, right? Yeah, and my photos anybody could take, them. <laughs>
1: but they would not look the same. Yeah, that's you true. That
2: <laughs> yeah, but it's not like a native thing. Well, I guess technically it is because in photography, Um I I was at shooting the West um, a, what last month, mm-hmm. and one of my most important statements I think I made is that I shoot what I know and I'm native American. So I know how to shoot the Indians with, you know, only having one chin instead of four. That's, yeah. that's important. So get us, <laughs> you know? get
1: good Yeah. And the,
2: beauty, you know, of what they're doing or the motion or the reaction or, you know, whatever's written on their face. I want to see that, you know, rather than somebody who just showed up and they're like, Oh, we've never seen a native click, you know, and they look, Distorted, more or less, you know, so that's one of the things I do. And when it comes to cowboy stuff, I cowboyed most of my life. So, and I come from a cowboying family and a ranching family. So I know what I'm looking at. I know what I'm shooting, you know, and I have to figure out the various, uh, cues before a guy throws his rope, you know, or the girl throws her rope or the bronc riders when the horses are kicking this way or that way. You know, I mean, and that's the thing is I don't just study it and hope to be in the process. I have to figure out how to make it happen. You know, and what what's appropriate? That's another thing. You know, what is appropriate to photograph? Yeah. You know, so that makes a big difference. Um. You know, if it's something that's more of a taboo, I don't ever photograph anything like that. You know, that mm-hmm. isn't meant to be out in public. I stick to more of our social events. You know, mm-hmm. and portraits and different things like that. You know, and I I ask for consent a lot to make sure
1: that's important. Mm-hmm. I've had lots of people at shows come up and just. Not pictures of my art and or of me with my art. And it's like, well, wait. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. I think that makes a huge difference because if you're not okay with it, or if you think they're going to bootleg it, that kind of stuff, you know, cause I mean, I had to get, um, even on Instagram, you'll notice I have my big fat uh, logo over everything. That way it's a little harder to say it's yours, you know, and cutting out my logos and stuff. And I have sure. an issue with that, especially the power stuff. I'm like, why are you cutting mm-hmm. the logos out? Oh, wow. You know, because you didn't obviously didn't take that photo. You know, and for all you know, it might not be an appropriate photo to be out there, even though I post it on social media. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we're taking credit. And that's really one of the hardest things for me, especially with the Indian stuff, the cowboy stuff. I'm like, I have less problems with that, you know, because everybody seems to have more respect and understanding of, you know, the fact that I did that, Mm -hmm. you know. But when it comes to the Indian stuff is where I have the biggest issues. And I know I see my photos of people popping up on posters without my knowledge. Yeah. Yeah, that's happened several times, but I have some locals who know me and they'll ask and I'm like, okay, you want me to take the watermark off? No, leave it on there. Okay. We will. I mean, it looks a little gaudy, but hey, <laughs> as long as it's on there. <laughs> well, a lot of it really comes down to what's appropriate and what's not. And being in our culture, we have an understanding of what's appropriate. Right. You know, other people don't though. So that's, that's really my only major thing yeah. about it is ask. It's,
1: it's, basically for being respectful Mm you'd be surprised (laughs) (laughs) you would
0: think yeah yeah but yeah i agree and it kind of goes back to the people are so like awkward and uncomfortable and just kind of ride their preconceived notions instead of you know ballsing up and asking hey you know can i can i use this can i take a picture of you in your art can i you know anything but- I,
2: mean, I really don't want four chins when they take a picture of me because I'm sitting there looking the other way and not paying attention because, like you know, when I'll get tagged in.
1: <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's definitely what always happens. Yeah. <laughs> Never the best picture. No. <laughs> so no matter
2: what, ask if it's okay to take their picture. But I know I shoot palos a lot too, and I try to find the best angles, or I'm not going to mm-hmm. post it. Yeah. You know, because I want these people to look at their, look their best, you know, and some of them just will not have a good picture or their eyes are constantly closed. And I'm like, I just can't post it. Sorry guys, yeah. if you want it, you guys, I'll, I'll make a deal with you, but past that, I'm not going to make, if you. it's not, just going to be an embarrassing photo, I guess, because yeah. that's what, that's what scares me. And that's where a lot of photographers get, you know, lose a lot of respect from other people mm-hmm. because they just do whatever they want. And I don't like that.
1: Yeah. I'm I'm proud of you. That's a good way to be. <laughs> <laughs> you think it's common sense. A lot of the time it's not.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I think people who make things are so much more, I don't want to say sensitive about it, but aware of it because, you know, it happens to you. You don't ever want to make somebody else feel that way.
1: Yeah.
0: But that's one of my favorite pictures of Victoria is her dancing in her Chaz hat and her Kelly Martin boots that, you know, she was made sure to tag everybody. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you made me go through the makers on that one. <laughs> that's, one
2: that's,
1: that's the one that's on the yeah. back of the book. Yeah, yeah my friend
2: Jordan. Yeah, she was my assistant for shooting the West and a at the Bow Yeah, it was during my cousin's special. She's actually behind there. I didn't mm-hmm. ask her permission, but <laughs> she'll be okay. Yeah. But yeah, she um, I didn't want to do my hair five times that day because I had different outfit changes and it was during her special. So I had to dance with her and um, that floor was slick. And I'm like, oh, look, I got heels for my boots and I'm going to wear that. And I ended up just using that outfit that day. And Jordan caught the just best shot ever. Yeah. I left her with my camera and she's like, I'm going to figure this out. Okay. And oh, I'm so glad. Yeah. And then Shakia, I took that one. I should probably put photo credits, but I hadn't. My bad. Next 25. Right. Next 25. <laughs> I have a lot of changes to make. But yeah, I took that one of Shakia and that was part of her family. Pictures. She's beautiful. Oh, it's ridiculous. She's such a model. It kills mm-hmm. me. And yeah, we <laughs> use my horse. And I think that's the... I'm not sure who made that Bozell, but that is uh um Gloria Keys McCarty. I was tagging everybody in all these pictures. And I'm not sure who did her beadwork either. Not She's sure sure. got a
1: lot of cool things on.
2: Yeah. And she's got her otters and everything else.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But yeah, those are part of her family pictures. And I'm like, you need your own picture. And I didn't know I was going to use it until yeah. I was developing the back page. And I'm like, I know I got good pictures of her. Definitely. And so I went with that. And, you know, it represents our nativeness. Definitely. Yeah. And I actually use that book of me dancing um, or that picture of me dancing on the back of the book because I wanted to show we're native, you know, and we participate in native. And this is what we are. And this is our culture. And we're actually natives. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not. And another thing, we're not posing as Natives trying to say, oh, here's a Native book. It's Native. We didn't say it's Native inspired. Right. You know, it is made by two Native Americans and it's based on a little Indian boy. Well, I guess that's the uh, the Indian phrase, too. I guess I forgot about that. (laughs) Let's not get started on that one.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, gals, I think that pretty well covers it. I know you have places to be, but I so appreciate you guys doing this. And I think this will be a really great way to share this with other people who want to know, want, you know, want to be more respectful, want to care, and want to be more aware of themselves.
1: Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank us. We appreciate it. No, thank you guys.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's <what
1: you're> <laughs> we can use as much
2: support as we can get.
0: <laughs> Thank you all for tuning in. I hope you learned as much as I did during this episode. Both these gals' beautiful art and media can be found on Facebook or Instagram. Michaela's is artbymikaela.com and Victoria's is behangingheartmedia.com. Thanks again for tuning in.